right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. sake of uh, everybody knowing I'm hitting the button. Good. <clears throat> now we're on to our jobs for the day. The job at hand. Our our jobs. How's everybody doing? Did anybody other than me lose a lot of money on this Super Bowl? Uh, me. Did you? As I said, I didn't even get a chance to place a bet myself because of the what? regulations around it for me. But I think Carr and I were... I think the most honest word to use were we were embarrassed. <laughs> yes, I was positive the Niners were going to win. They were the best team in the league all season. I well, had Niners under 46 and a half points. Oh, Carr, brutal. Carr, did you have Niners or Chiefs? I didn't take I didn't take Niners or Chiefs. I just took the straight over at 47 and a half. <laughs> And and the total score 47. was forty seven. <laughs> so both of us lost. We took opposite bets and we both lost because we got it at different li- different uh, a different line. Yeah, Just. that is that is the most. It's so over moment. Yeah, but you know of what? Month as nice as it is to win, that right there is also what makes sports betting fun. It's fun to lose bets sometimes. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Unless you yeah. lose your whole ass, which I hope neither. No, I didn't, I, didn't bet, I didn't bet that much. <laughs> I, I didn't That's bet that much. I, I bet enough to make it fun to watch the game because I don't care, care about the Chiefs or the Niners. So I, I just bet enough to, to make it you know, fun. And, and, uh, and it was because they kept me engaged for, you know. If I can was a really scream great a little game. bit about it this. Was? I Go would ahead. just like to say that I appreciate that spirit coming from you, Carr, because I spent Sunday night through noon today yet fighting and arguing and cussing at all these right-wing motherfucking theater kids who think they are way too good for sports because, oh my gosh, they put a singer on at halftime and ran ads they think the culture wants to watch. Like, get over yourselves. Enjoy a sports game, you fucking nerd-ass losers. Come Mm -hmm. on. So the I'm saying bread is bread and circuses is coming back. Oh, <laughs> I would, I'd want to just pound you know who these said people. That. You know who wrote that? It was Juvenal, the Roman poet, Juvenal, who was yeah. a, a gay pedophile. So, <laughs> so it makes it, it right up the right up the alley for these freaking anime accounts who think they're too good to ever exercise once in their lives. Yeah, right. And you know yeah, what? I, it, the the way that the it's framed is the fuck out like... of here with all the three 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 symbolism too. That is no, baby's it's... first numerology. Oh, yeah. you know... That right. crops up know, every you know year this? and it means nothing. Yeah. No, I don't know about this. Can you are... can you run through the gamut of that? Are we are we diving back into our pre-show discussion or are we? No, no, <laughs> nope. It's not going to go that way unless if you I want have the it opportunity to. to. Yeah, I, I can the take it there if, if you'd like that. <laughs> Um, so what I'm saying is every year, 
something happens where the numbers can get contorted to some version of 333 or number three mysticism and symbolism. And this indicates in Western numerology, the divine. It's also heavily associated with the Freemasons and is symbolic of apotheosis and their quest to become gods themselves, allegedly. You know, supposedly that's the whole deal with Freemasonic alchemy seeking transcendence. And um, not for nothing, but do you know uh, where the Freemasons come from? (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, Bird, do we (laughs) want to get into that? Because we can. They come from the Illuminati, a guy named Johann Weishaupt. Okay, and um, then where else? Because it goes pedophile. even further back than that. But yeah, well, uh, you, if you follow that name, you'll get to where you need to go. So <laughs> it all it all comes together. This this sim this number three divinity symbolism crops up every year, and because everyone's watching the Super Bowl, even if they pretend to hate it, all the worst, lowest quality conspiracy theorists notice it and scream about how the Freemasons are taking over, and I'm just trying to watch a fucking football game. If the Freemasons were trying to take over, I, of all people, would tell you, and I'm telling you, this is just a football game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It is awesome that they go, this is bread and circuses. Now let me give you the most convoluted ahistorical theory about what it really is. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't mean that in a good way. We mean that in the bad sense of those yeah, words. It's because I love yeah, convoluted whole... fake history, yeah. but they're doing it wrong. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, so, yeah, I'm down $200. Car, you're down probably. Did you go yeah. buck wild on your bet? Same amount? No, nah, bu- yeah, me and me and Meepers bet 200 bu- total. Oh, it was a, okay. That's not so bad. Um, you know what? I'm glad I didn't get a chance to bet on it. Because I can tell you guys, I would have had just the most degenerate parley imaginable if I'd gotten the chance. The nice. coin flip heads or tails parlayed with the Saint with the Saints winning. <laughs> <laughs> Teased down to- length of national anthem, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, Some of the prop bets were really funny. Some of the prop bets were. I I think the, the prop bet market. For the Super Bowl is way better than like taking an over under like a total bet. Prop bets are great. Yeah, prop the bets prop are great. bets were crazy this year. Yeah, <laughs> they, the actual betting a, like, on the Super Bowl is always going to be weak because it's only one game and there's only so much that can happen in a game, even a big one. But they will yeah. let you bet on anything at Super Bowl. Time. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the prop bets are amazing. Yeah, they always are. Yeah. they're fun. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Resisting the urge to talk about the foot washing commercial, which would again just kind of cycle the elephant in the room discussion. (laughs) Yeah, can we just as as much as I'd like to, we probably shouldn't. Let's just not. No, we can't. I rely on Patreon, and and they will pull us (laughs) if we start doing (laughs) if we start becoming this show. Um, So we're gonna leave it. We'll just we'll just leave it there. uh, let me pull up my notes here. Anything that you guys want to prefigure, like early? Anything really interesting that happened? Yeah, I'm, it's a light news week for me. I, I, I was not able to collect uh, my the, my preferred amount of news items for this episode. So please, please take it away. The newest. Okay, sorry. Let me just. 
Oh. <laughs> it was silent. Hold on. Let me unsilence this. <laughs> oh, boy. It begins. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so back. Back in the seat, ready to tell you the news. Always uh, joined by the wonderful golden-throated car campet and the ever-vigilant pause. We have some news topics to talk about today. First, I'd like us to get to the transgender die-in at the Florida DMV. Did you guys see this? No, I absolutely didn't. Okay, I'll send a link into the Riverside chat for your observation. Um, I'm going to go with, not only is this good for the show, more of this needs to be happening no matter who's doing it. (laughs) Hundreds, hundreds of transgenders and allies participated in statewide die-ins across the DMV all across Florida a major protest that comes just two weeks after Ron DeSantis, in quotes, banned trans people from accessing state IDs, which to me is a privilege and not a, right. a problem. Um, Why but, would they want a state ID? Shouldn't they? No, all just no. But can I can I hop citizens? in and can I? Hop I don't in? want to have a state ID. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. But here's the thing: it's not even state IDs. It's <laughs> access to accurate state IDs. Oh, of course, which, you know, which is the the little letter. The yeah. letter. The letter. <laughs> you the know letter who else of the is law. obsessed with letters? <laughs> <laughs> but you see some of these signs. The and... DMV murdered me. <laughs> Ron DeSantis I... killed me. <laughs> God bless, man. The DMV murdered me is going on a t-shirt okay i've been keeping a notion list of possible t-shirts the dmv murdered me is going on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> the dmv and, and you just want to go hashtag me too me too dude so many times through life it's murdered me man I've, you kind of just check on you. on this on this small like conglomeration of the left sometimes and you and you're like what are they up to and it's always something you can't predict (laughs) (laughs) you're right you're right it is truly true chaos over there and i do appreciate that because this yeah this is uh i wouldn't i wouldn't have even guessed this um it's very bizarre um yeah would have i don't know what i would have guessed but yeah the dmv murdered me is uh yeah i don't know I don't know what to, I don't know how to file it in my brain. I don't know where to put it, but it's in, in this there now. in this image is uh, something funny about this image for me is the guy in the middle wearing all black. He has his water container, so at some point he has to put the sign down, sit up, and take a drink. <laughs> and I think that that is symbolically tells you everything you need to know about this side <laughs> is. Yeah. That the moment things get uncomfortable, it's so over <laughs> yeah. for them. They are cooked. 
This yeah. is a, a new thing that's happening that leftists need to start exercising, training martial arts, learning how to use guns. Did you see this was a big trend? Doesn't on this go yeah, around I mean, like every uh, you know, six that, that, months, though? Does, yeah, it pops dude. up from time to yeah. time. From time it to time. does. And and uh, God bless the poor soul who decides to speak up to the left about their need to do those things. Because every time it's like, okay, but... I can't own a gun because I'm transgender, gay, and retarded. So this is ableist. And you're just going, you know, when the things get pushing, we're going to be just fine on this side. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's been, the, the left just, evis- you know, it, it, they just eviscerated themselves uh, over the course of the last five years. They do. It, it's just, I, I don't know what's going on over there. It's, uh, there seems to be. You know, relatively big matters at hand. We're in, we're in a a, a, a turning of sorts in the world where um, you know real territory is up for grabs for those that want it. Um, but it, it it seems like it's ceaseless self destruction on that side. I, I, that I, yeah. You know, I I can't I I don't even care. Like I don't I I don't mostly I don't care. I'm not worried about these people. I'm not scared of these people. Um, yeah. I I they I. They're not. They're just a non-factor by by their own accord, by their own because of themselves. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They are very inwardly facing. Yeah. Um. In sort of all of their activism, none yeah. of it is meant to persuade people on the outside. But I don't want this to be so one-sided because you know what? If I can break in real quick yes. there, despite it being so one-sided, and despite it being as you guys have said, basically a circular firing squad. Somehow they still generate more recruits to outpace every other conceivable movement. Constantly. Well, yeah. There's more their numbers are than infinite. there are normals, I guess. Yeah, their numbers are infinite, but the you know, like the their power ranking is really low. Like you, it's like uh, It's because it's because they they focus on stuff like this. And it's like yeah. what okay, imagine you get a win here. What is the win? Right, you know you what? Get a, Bird, you get I think to change a letter on a state the ID. I'm going to make here. They are the scaven of politics. Do you know what's so crazy? I was about to say that same thing. Were you? <laughs> I was literally about to say the same thing. If you think in terms of Warhammer, they're scaven, infinite numbers, but the but they have to retreat every two hours and then pull back in and and they're do all again. mutated you, freaks. And you, when you look at the battle numbers of the losses, it's like 8,000 on one side, 26 on the other. It's bad. Yeah, it's, uh, they are meat shields. Uh, yeah. They are and, meat I, shields. And, and maybe to my discredit, I would probably be the first to offer an olive branch ac- across. That, that bridge got burned during COVID, but I would be the first to, to offer an olive branch. But at this point, yeah. I look across and I say, A, what are you bringing to the table? It's nothing productive. And nothing. B, B, are you going to have my back when when you know yeah, when no. someone's coming after me? And they're absolutely you know they're going to be attacking from my flank. So like I don't yeah. know. At this point, I, it's just like I, they're they're a circus act, and and it's I mean it sucks. It's you know it honestly does suck for a large portion of them because a large portion of them are relatively you know are peaceful and just got sucked into the wrong crowd and that crowd is going to cause their own self-destruction you know here's where (laughs) i want to go with it because we we've talked about this side now and we've established 
that they're very self-destructive, but they can recruit a lot of numbers. And I think people take for granted that this is a quality of the left when it is not. And I think the thing that the right wing is not ready for is, uh, so I was reading this Richard Hanania article, who most of the time, Hanania is very tiresome. And uh, I thought he was just always trash. Is there some redeeming virtue there? There, there actually is. He's a better writer than his Twitter would uh, would, uh, would would surmise. But the Taylor Swift Democrats is an article he wrote recently. I do recommend everybody read it. The summary of the article is as follows. There's a huge number of people who are basically in the center. They're for the winning. They, they, could, they could be brought over to the right so easily. But, like, they just want to live normal lives. They just want to get married. They just want to have kids. And this, this is a large number of people who call themselves Democrats but are really on the fence and could be won by uh, a moderated right. However, the right wing's most culturally significant figures are fucking maniacs. <laughs> they are... Man, you remember that tweet I guess I sent the group chat about right wing e-girls earlier today? You see that? Uh, Perfect pull example. That up. Is which chat was this? Uh, uh, boys chat. Boys chat? Yep. Boys chat. See if you can pull that up. Let me see. I'm looking for it. Yeah, the um, the the they they're like so. You've got some of the culture creators on the right. I mean, you know them all on Twitter. Raw egg nationalist. TLE Birdarchist. TLE Birdarchist. TLE Pods. <laughs> they're all freaks that decided to start a podcast. Ava Vlardingerbrook. Oh, God. Candace Owens. Actually, she's moderate compared to... And not, not moderate as in the amount of tiresomeness, not, not in terms of messaging. I'm okay with the messaging. The, they're repulsive people stuck in la-la land. All of them. They all live in a fake world where... I mean, they're schizophrenics. Like, you, like we were just saying not about the, the good neurology stuff. No, they're, these are not innovative people. In, innovative schizos. Inno schizos. Yeah, these are not artists. These are not, not leaders. They're freaks. All of them are fucking freaks. And they are obsessed with... Dude, I mean, the entire... You would th- I think Taylor Swift got 20 seconds of, of airtime at the Super Bowl. And it was it's all they ever talk about. And that's why They're I keep freaks. calling them theater kids. They are... Yeah. They are behaving exactly like the people they are screeching about because they're looking in a mirror. Yeah. Costin Alamariu. Uh, Curtis Yarvin. Richard Hanania to a level. All of these guys are, are abnormal. They just you you would you would hear them talk for a few minutes and while they're saying different things than the Diane people at the DMV, <laughs> it it elicits the same like reaction like uh are you gonna have my back are you what's the goal here are we putting people in camps like what is going on there's just uh and this is you know the left is undoubtedly still worse but there's such a number of taylor swift democrats who because 
Politics is about power. You're supposed to win. And that's the most important thing. Win. And in a democratic system, it's quantity and how much you can fake winning the election. And uh, (laughs) we really don't. Which is a lot, as it turns out. Don't have either. We don't have either. We don't have the mechanisms to properly fake an election. We don't have the military power to just coup the thing. And we don't have the democratic quantity necessary to win an election legitimately either. And none of these... Guy, these freaks, soul bra, these weirdos, <laughs> BAP, I know I already said Costin Alamario, they're all weirdos. They just, they focus on like profound wish casting. They, yeah, they're all sophists. I mean, they all, and I know that we're sophists too. This is the <laughs> news. Okay, the point of this is entertainment. When Raw Egg Nationalist does the numerology thing, He's serious. Don't let anyone tell you he's being ironic or doing it to sell his supplements. You can tell that freak believes it. These guys are all freaks, and they they are obsessed with losing. They don't know it. They haven't realized it yet, and who knows how many times they'll need to be punched in the head to realize it. Probably an infinite number of times. But I they, love that this this is this is the episode where we're all huddled, huddled in our glass house launching stones outward. And I just want like we are we are a, we are the number one conspiracy theory tracking podcast in America and we are less weird than these guys. That's true. All of no, them. I can't Yeah, you're right. The point you're right of about what that. we do is to be silly if but Dude, Raw Egg Nationalist is probably my least favorite Twitter account of all time. You brought maybe. him up nine times. You listed times. him nine times in a list Dude, of 12. You have to, please, for the sake of yourself, read Raw Egg Nationalist's Twitter feed. Get 25 tweets in and tell me that you wouldn't want to do a die-in outside of his house. Raw Egg Nationalist killed me. You know what? I'd rather do a die-in inside his house, if you know what I mean. <laughs> With a with a box with a of Tannerite on my chest. Yeah. Hello. And, he, and him in the other room. Uh. Yeah, they're all just fucking weirdos. And there's no like the only reason why why the Republican Party, which is, um, I'm, I can't believe I'm about to say this, the bastion of any possible way of living normally in this country is the Republican Party, because it's the o- it's the only one of two options. It's the only one where there are any normal people who can still get normal things done politically. The Democratic Party is also dominated by freaks, and the vast majority of its people just go out to vote. And those people are can only those people are the Taylor Swift Democrats who just represent the numbers you need to win in a Democratic election. And those people could be easily shifted to the Republican Party if the Republican Party was perceived as normal, but the Republican Party can't be perceived. They refuse because all of the... Do you have Vladimir... You got the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin, and it's a, it's a two-hour... Cock licking fest where Tucker Carlson <laughs> is just glazing this guy, and and even he, even Putin is going, "You're pathetic, Tucker. You really are a pathetic guy." And Tucker doesn't realize it. Tucker doesn't realize that Vladimir Putin is calling him pathetic. No, none of these guys realize that when they talk to other people, they're freaks. 
They're weirdos, and they're going to lose. And that's why I'm predicting a Joe Biden win in the 2024 election. I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. I, I've decided that. 87-year-old Joe Biden out there Dude. like the pharaoh gets pulled in on a wheelchair so, shaped like a chariot. Yeah, on a litter. Dude, I, that would be so good for the show. Can you imagine, man? I mean, he, he has to just win. He has to. He's got to. Trump is Trump is the least weird of the entire right. But he's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Did you the Don, Donald Trump and this was another thing Hanania uh tweeted out which was so, just is in, intuitively correct. Donald Trump tweets out that thing on Truth Social, you know, I was very nice to Taylor Swift. I helped her keep control over her music, the licenses to her music with that act that I passed. And how do they treat me? This is how they treat me. I even like her, her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. I think he's a great player. But these, they were not loyal to me. That is the most erudite thing that has been tweeted by a self-professed right-winger in maybe years. <laughs> that's how you play politics. Is you just go, hey, I did a favor for you, and this is how you treat me? It's only the problem is only that in order to get elected, Donald Trump had to be a weirdo in 2020 or in 2016 to get elected. He had to be a little bit of a weirdo. What people need to realize on the right is that the vast majority of people are just lever pullers. You, all of your weird the and what they forget is that Twitter is public. All of your weird theories... Shut up. Keep them to yourself. You know, how Write different the could this world be if we would have just gone with Scott Walker in 2016 for the Republicans that <laughs> like we yeah. should have? <laughs> Scott Walker, the normal guy vote. Yeah, Not to I, be, not to be that guy, right. and I'm sticking up for my hometown dude here, but he was second in the Republican polling at the time that yeah. Trump did his little stunt. And I mean second as in Trump was immediately number one, but he was leading until then. And for our trouble, we could have destroyed half the bureaucracy in the federal government. People could are jerking done, yeah. off about that's what Trump wanted to do, and then he didn't. But Walker well, literally did that to. here before Grandpa Evers came in and rebuilt it all. Yeah. Yep. The right wing is obsessed with, with uh, projecting... Julius Evola thoughts to normies. And uh, Julius Evola was a schizophrenic so we shouldn't listen to him. <laughs> Any arguments? <laughs> no, I think we're good. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Let's move on. We're going to move forward now to uh, another topic here that's probably going to make me more angry than the last one. Yeah, yeah. this one, this, this is a great I'm episode, man. Really you know up. what I'm going to say, dude. Yeah. Let me get over to the Timeline Earth uh, Twitter page. <laughs> on iTunes, uh, guys, we dominated for years. We had like 96 oh. five-star reviews, 97 five-star reviews. It was almost 100 five-star reviews. It was our beachhead. Yeah, until some dying guy fucking Ugh. had to ruin it all for us. You know what? Just because I'm sitting at this table, vaping, pounding on my keyboard, clipping <laughs> plastic sprues directly in front of the mic, does not mean this isn't a quality podcast, dude. <laughs> what pisses me off? All right, so we're going to read it. Here we go. 
the title of the review from Can Tom... I give a little background before before yeah, you get into please. this? Yeah, cuz how did you find this? <laughs> well, I I we we were talking about the show in one of our back channels. Probably it was either you and me directly bird or in the TLE chat. And we were kind of talking about it and talking about, you know, I I don't remember like I may have been in relation to the merch store. Like, you know, how do we reach out to a couple more listeners, perhaps? I don't know. And I was like, man, I wonder kind of just like where we're at. Because sometimes I just forget where we're at. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know, I'll just, I'll Google it and just see like, I don't know. Is, is this, is, where do we, where do we, I, I'm always looking for like, where do we stand? It's a, it, I'm honestly curious about it. Like, where does this show stand in popularity with other, I guess, news shows or whatever. So I Google us and, um, and I, you know, it takes me to the Apple iTunes reviews and, uh, I, I scroll down, like I'm looking for stats, I'm looking for stats. And then I'm like, ah, I'll read a few reviews. And I stumble across the first one, the top one, it's the most recent Apple, uh, review or Apple iTunes, I guess, subscribers review. Um, and I just busted out laughing, screenshot it, clipped it and sent it to y'all. And we just riffed on it for like. 20 minutes because it's it's every element of this is just very very funny so so take it away the title of the review is pretty bad production from (laughs) tom 5304 he writes three star review three stars by the way three stars this is what his three star looks like they have one of the hosts vaping directly into the microphone every few minutes Someone else is loudly typing onto a keyboard while others are talking, drowning out the conversation. Grow up, guys. The content is fairly good, but as a whole, this podcast is unlistenable. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go point by point. First of all, they have one of the hosts vaping directly into the microphone. Someone they else have. is loudly typing on a keyboard. It's the same guy, okay? It's not two different <laughs> it's guys. It's always the same guy. It's, it's just always. Yeah. And, we fucking, just we're, and that is a feature of the show. Right. They have, like we tell Paz to do this. <laughs> they have. Drowning out the conversation. That's not true. You can hear it just fine. Grow up, guys. That's my line. You fucking that, and also oaf. that's that's also probably my favorite part about it because because like if we grew up, we wouldn't be doing the content that we're doing. <laughs> that's so we wouldn't be which is the one thing that he said. What is like, yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, the content was fairly good, but these guys need to grow up because the production sucks. If we grow up, we'll never be able to talk about my various penis injuries anymore. What do you want from us? It's a part of the show. Good grief. The content is fairly good. That's not true either. It's sometimes really bad and sometimes amazing. It's not fairly good. But as a whole, the podcast is unlistenable. That's true. The best comment someone wrote under it was, these are features of TLE. <laughs> this is not a bug. <laughs> Fuck uh, you, Tom. Hashtag, we're going to Tom. No, 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 no. Hashtag it out. You know what? No, can we, no, can no, we get no, a tweet no, up on no, that one? No. Tom, we're going to you. I, is I the don't ask for a lot of us. editing, but we really can't no. leave that in. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> 
No. But you know what? According Tom, to our no ad policy, it's going to remain in anyways, Dude, right? you got to bleep that stuff out. <laughs> I can't stay in. I, can't, I just can't stay in. Tom, you're it's over for you. It's so over, Tom. Somebody's already got your IP. We know where you are. Tom, we are on our way. And soon you're going to be in the ground. Oh, my God. Because you have no idea the dark forces that you've unleashed. And it's not from us. It's from the listeners. These are dark forces, Tom, that you are not, I promise you, you are not fucking ready for them, Tom. So hashtag Tom. No. No. Tom and family. No. Do we want to hear some of the other reviews? Yeah, sure. Like would that would, would that be you? fun? Do we want to read just a couple? Yeah. Yes, please. Honestly, <laughs> we need to get off. Of, we need to get off reviews. To okay, well, too bad. So yeah, Here's a five. Tom. No, we're moving to the next review. <laughs> this podcast saved my life. Five stars. Oh. Deep Great. in the depths of Hashtag alcoholism and other life. such no. <laughs> definitely legal substance use along the Colorado River, I shared an intimate and treasured moment with Mr. Birdarchist I will never forget. You know how you can make it up to me? No, 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 no. Tom is going gonna... <laughs> to... Okay, then there's another life. half to this, but I'm not going to go... No. A plus content. Um, best source of D weekly news. Editing. Nine Wednesdays out of ten. Come came wow. for the little Amal, stayed for the whimsy. Okay. Wow, that's good. Wow. Can we get a hashtag Tom in the Apple review? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would. <laughs> Okay. Do we have any other bad? Like, is that that's kind of, is that the only bad review? Okay, there's Jeez. one of these that I really can't lead on air, read on air. But oh my gosh, um, I'm going to even a after we guy for five guys. minutes. A bad okay. review or a no? Or it's a it's good just bad shit. Crazy. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Uh, it's from all the way back in 21, but that's fine. Oh, we got a one-star review, uh, December nice. 11th, 2020. Rebranded name sucks. I hope all three stop being so PC. <laughs> <laughs> you got what you wanted. Yeah. Oh, Five-star review. Rebrand Bird sucks. from the Rolo and Slappy would... show is so great. Wow. <laughs> that guy probably actually got what he wanted. That's it. What else we got? Um. Oh, this will be good. Sit down. Let me tell you about the internet. <laughs> Hello. 
this is the milder West segment, as we talked about. Oh, Cor. yes, yes. This is Apparently, great. Joe Biden was declared legally retarded by a court of law or something in the last week. Something happened. Really? Well, incredible. so what happened? Special- Hold on. Is, are you doing a bit, or do you need to know what actually happened? <laughs> now I know. Or do, you, or, or do you want to know what actually <laughs> happened? <laughs> the handoff. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, you can do it. Go for it. So it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> Gosh darn it! Um, they did the thing they do with all old people who commit crimes or are already in prison, where they just say, "Yeah, this person's just not up to being a criminal because his brain's too soft." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Basically. he did a crime, but it's fine because he's too old, which is obviously so, doesn't make man. it okay, but. And that's also, I don't think it's true. So I was talking to one of our listeners, a, a legal expert. So the quote that I latched onto was, the special counsel decided not to charge the president in this case, primarily because he found that nothing proved a willful intent by Biden to illegally holding on to classified information and his cooperation with the investigation. Now, I found out that that, that doesn't make any sense to me. He, he, when he was writing his memoir, he had a ghostwriter. He told his ghostwriter about the possession of classified information. I don't understand how that doesn't demonstrate a willful intent to illegally hold on to classified information. But I'm not a lawyer. We had Atlantic Favorite, who's quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, listener accounts. You should go follow at Atlantic Fave. He responds, there are two major criminal elements, mens rea, the guilty mind, and actus reus, the guilty act. Intention is a type of mental state. Just like having a seizure can negate culpability for a guilty act, proof of mental state is mitigated by things like intoxication or mental disease. I asked him uh, to tell me more. Um, we basically went through this, talked about the ghostwriter, talked about the willful intent, and um, Robert Herr basically has unilaterally decided not to charge. Because Biden is mentally unfit, as you said, Paz. What he's basically saying is that the intentional mental state necessary to be guilty of a crime wasn't there because Biden could credibly defend that he's lost his mind. But I think it's worth noting that this, when he told his ghostwriter about the possession of these documents... It was in 2017. This, this clip that you're about to hear from Joe Biden is from 2016. Tell me if this sounds like a guy who sounds anything like the guy who's in the current state of mind that he's in. You know, if Bernie Sanders never said he was a Democratic Socialist, based on what he's saying, people wouldn't be calling him a Democratic Socialist. That's how he characterizes himself in sort of European terms, the Democratic Socialist parties in, in Europe. But, but why is she but, having trouble? Well, I, I think that, that Bernie is speaking to a yearning that is deep and real, and he has credibility on it. And that is the absolute enormous concentration of wealth in a small group of people with the middle class now being able to be shown, being left out. There used to be a basic bargain. If you contributed to the profitability of an enterprise, you got to share in the profit. 
that's been broken. Productivity's up, wages are but stagnant. But Hillary's talking about that as well. Well, it's, but it's, it's, it's relatively new for Hillary to talk about that. Does that sound like a guy who's lost his mind? It's crazy well, to think, to remember that he was cogent. He's cogent in that Recently. clip. But we can pull other stuff from his time as VP where it's clear he was soft-boiled at that time, too, though. Well, he, yeah, well, I mean, he's, a, he's always been, what do they call it, mush-mouth Biden or whatever uh, Obama called him, for sure. But this is not a guy who's innocent of a crime in that, in that state. Right, of course. That guy knows that he's holding on. When he told, when he told his ghostwriter in 2017 that he had possession of classified documents. That's the guy who was saying it, unless they switched him out, which I think that was Biden too, by the way. And then COVID happened, and boy, it got weird. But that's what Biden sounded like just a year after the supposed conversation with the ghost, a uh, year before what the supposed conversation with the ghostwriter was. So uh, Atlantic Favor goes, well, we talk about it, by citing the specific criminal procedure rule regarding competency to proceed. You're right, and wow, what a difference from last night. And a gung-ho prosecutor would play evidence like that if this was anyone but Biden. But these things are purely political. See the Derek Chauvin trial for similar but opposite temporal shifting. I think it's a good, it's a, a good historical point there. So the point of all this is that the special counsel and Robert Herr gets to unilaterally decide to throw... Uh, um, 25th Amendment bait out instead of indicting Biden for a crime, which he can't do because he's the president. I mean, he can indict him, but he can't charge him till after he finishes being the president. And if he runs again and wins again, delays that process further. He gets to just decide that Biden is a mental idiot uh, one year after this clip in order to in order to make the case that the DNC which has been building, and this is the wilder west aspect of it, is the, the supra-governmental sides are making the decision here. What you're seeing growing is a battle right now between the Biden administration, which is, is supra-governmental in the sense that it is a, a willfully acting cadre of individuals conspiring to do something from inside the government. It's not a matter of government mechanisms. The other side is the DNC, which is not a part of the government. It's a private organization funded by lots of rich Democratic <laughs> donors. And, <laughs> and is, I knew what you, you wanted to say there. <laughs> um, the point is, you are now beginning to see the rift where the Democratic Party, represented by the DNC, has realized that it has painted itself into a corner with this guy and that this guy was capable of winning in 2020 and he's capable of winning in 2024, but he is not capable of serving and he will do irreparable damage to the Democratic Party if he's in for another four years. So they're scrambling. Robert Herr might as well be viewed as a mechanism of their action because he has chosen to basically call the president an idiot in a time, again, remember the clip, where he clearly was not a mental idiot. He's still there enough to have commit a crime, the crime of holding classified information knowingly. He knew, he intended to. That's the stuff they found in the garage there. That's what this is all coming to a head now. On the other side, you got the Biden regime. They're just interested in keeping their jobs. 
and the Democratic Party is uh, turning on them. The Democratic Party wants to run either Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom. I, I think Gavin Newsom, the Michelle Obama thing is like a, you know, Alex Jones gets like one out of five things right. This is the, the other four. I just don't, I don't see the, the uh, Michelle Obama thing happening this late. But there's still time to declare that you're running for the presidency. There's still so a couple of months. That's kind of what I'm wondering right now at this point. Like, isn't it already too late to try again for this cycle? That's what Atlantic Favorite said. He said, "Like I, it's I don't to see know how, the how they dump him now. I just don't." Well, they don't. What they do is, CNN has turned on this. The Democrats are turning on this. They want the cover that they need to toss him from the ballot because the Republicans what I'm getting are, at, though, don't want to invoke the twenty fifth. It's just too late to throw away the incumbent edge, though, isn't it? Like the DNC doesn't believe that they should. This is the same DNC that painted itself into a corner four years ago. They are not infallible. Yeah, I mean, I I just hope you understand what I'm getting at here. I do. Like their only hope to win is to have the incumbent edge, even if it's probably basically worthless. They don't see it that way. I do. I agree with you. I think Biden has a better ch- stands a better chance than anybody who hasn't been running yet. I mean, they should have run Gavin Newsom a long time ago. The DNC just should have come out and said, it was a good four years with Biden. We're going to try a different thing. But they didn't. They just didn't say that. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're at. They are sort of crumbling. It's an interesting thing to keep an eye on, the way that they're battling with one another. And, of course, going back to uh, the right wing... The dunces, the dunce party, I'm going to call them. They're out there going, you see, we told you this whole time, he's a mental incompetent. You can't run him, he's a mental incompetent. They don't even, they don't have any idea that at this point they are now playing into the wills of the Democratic Party. No, they definitely don't understand that. If they had any political sense, the right-wing opinion would be, Biden is uh, more salient than he's ever been. He's as smart as he's ever been. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, you, know you know what I think the we only were wrong. reason he, they're not dumb, wise not. to that is because they're so busy knee-jerking the useful idiots who think that's the line the DNC wants. Well, that's and and that is doesn't that just confirm uh, a real uh, the real right-wing conspiracy the whole time that the Republican Party and the many assets attached to its main names, you know, everybody who's been on the Tucker Carlson show basically, they're all just useful idiots. It's it's just a it's just the opposition party that is. It, I mean, every single one of Robert Conquest's laws is fulfilled in the Republican Party. It is run by its enemies. It is constantly turning left because it isn't explicitly right. It's 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 the most obvious. You know thing. how to make this whole thing even dumber? They are exactly the reactionaries that right wingers have wet dreams about. The problem is they're literally reactionary instead of philosophically. Yes. Yep. Isn't this, uh, and not to Rothbard post uh, too much here, but isn't this kind of what uh, Rothbard was alluding to in the betrayal of the American right? I don't, yes. I don't know if you've read that, Bert. Yes, yeah, I have. I, yes. I mean, I think that's that's kind of, I think, what he was alluding to. Is that 90s Rothbard? <clears throat> um, no, that's, I think it's, well, it might have been 90s Rothbard, well, but it's Chad about the, this, yeah, that, it was about the 50s, 60s, 70s. 
Mm, yeah. Um, I wonder when he wrote it. Yeah, it might have been nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the the Nixon the Nixonian the post Nixonians and Buchananites stand alone once again, and the rest of the Republican Party is just a cadre of useful retards. He wrote it in the early seventies, dude. Oh, talk about okay. foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. he was on it. <clears throat> That's probably got to be the first Rothbard reference in a several years. Maybe the uh, yeah. maybe we'll get some old that's listeners back with that. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't count I mean, on many, it, man. Many great books. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, that's it's. I just I think another thing to keep in mind is the is and this is something Atlantic Favorite also brought up is I think the DNC wants an orderly transition, and this is the most orderly transition of power that they can get is just taking the guy off the ballot. Because the truth of the matter is, if Trump wins, not only is it over for Biden, the Democratic Party is over for four years. Maybe they come back, but they literally they are the point of. The uh, politics is to win always, not to lose sometimes and then come back. It's always to win. And so they're d- doing what's expected of them. If they try and replace their flagship right in the middle of everything, that circular firing squad, it's not just going to be a party out of power. That's going to be what ushers in the much ballyhooed Democrat civil war, except for real this time. I can't wait. That'd be the fun. blue tsunami. Good for the show. Very good for the show. Um, I can't believe we filled up most of our time with this. I have so much news. Maybe we go for an over the line. Do you want one more story? One more story. One more story. (laughs) All right. Oh, I forgot. I wanted to give him a King of the Week in that segment. King of the Week to Joe Biden for being our first retard in chief. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Now, King of the Week. EA? EA. Vladimir Putin. Oh, yes. The weakest guy of the week. Vladimir Putin for being blue-pilled. Uh, go on. Uh, we all, many of us watched the two hours. Many of us did not. Many of the listeners are saying Berto was right. Berto was right when he said it. I didn't want to believe him, but it's true. If you watch the interview, Vladimir Putin is blue pilled. He's basically just a liberal. There was no patrimony. There was no fighting for the motherland. There was NATO has been very unfair to us. Blah, blah, blah. What a loser. King of the week. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll I didn't be, watch I'll any dead of it. by next week. I'll have sucked yeah. down a poison pill by next week, and I'll be gone. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I didn't watch any of, of it, week, but that yeah. seems to be consensus within in-group, is that, uh, yeah, he was he was kind of a shit-lib almost. Yeah, kind of a, yeah. Kind of a shit lib. At least, this is what, Paz and I have thought this for a long time, and Paz, I, I don't know where you're at with it, and I, I want to hear what you think. Um, but I, we, we were, it was an understanding that, um, and, and I've even watched Russian interviews with Putin, and, and, it's, and it felt this way, but 
in in I watched a couple of those same interviews again over after when this interview with Tucker, who, despite being the worst interviewer maybe on earth, it still gleaned enough uh, repeatable like stuff to to hear what Putin really is saying. We were told a while ago that his most influential insider was. Alexander Dugan, the Eurasianist, post-fascist, esoteric, you know, who was going to bring the Russian consciousness back into order. You know, he was going to be this he was going to be this changing tide. And that's what I thought. I watched several Vladimir Putin interviews in Russian, quite familiar with Dugan. And none of that was reflected in this interview. Not not a word of any of that stuff. And it wasn't just because he was talking to an American audience. He really doesn't believe it. He really doesn't believe it. He did a whole 30, 45-minute historical lesson where he could have interjected these kinds of thoughts into it. And the most he ever got to it was, Ukrainians aren't really Ukrainians. They're basically borderland Russians. But he never connected any of that to, the reason why I went into Ukraine is because these are our people, and people cannot be divided. We want this land because our people live on it. Instead, we got, well, I went into Ukraine because there's Nazis there there boo boring so that's my analysis of it pause how do you feel about the whole reveal uh here the smartest man i know irl is convinced that tucker was there being a useful idiot for him and he somehow came away with the impression from that interview that Putin is exactly what you wanted him to be, but literally wasn't. So my thoughts are this, is that Putin literally is just a, another Russian boomer commie, which I've always thought anyways, but that for whatever reason, despite that being the plain evident truth, there it won't matter because anyone who has an opinion on him already thinks he's some sort of arch-fascist super-tyrant. He's a fucking aging boomer. He's super, but he's such a boomer, dude. He is a boomer communist bureaucrat who fucking took some saucy pictures two decades ago, and so everyone <laughs> thinks he's an ubermensch. That at which, mm. by the way, very saucy. Is that More the that. shirtless on a bear on a type stuff? On a horse. Yeah. Przlowski's horse, the national symbol of the Russian state. I don't know if that's true. But it works okay. for the show. Works for the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was disheartening, to say the least. And disheartening because what's good for the show is that Putin is not a boomer. I promise. Anything is better than that. Anything is better than us as Americans slowly finding out that everyone is also boomers. That is hell. Yeah, the, yeah, the realization hell. that just ev- – that is hell. That's that hell. That's Fukuyama's – that, that, well, I go back and forth on the Fukuyama theory that liberalism is the end of history, and that Vladimir Putin interview kind of made Fukuyama seem like he was right again. Because if Vladimir Putin, the main enemy of this country, is just basically a Russian boomer – it's so over. <laughs> it is. It's so That over. might actually be bad for the show. There's plenty of things that we didn't get to talk about on this episode. I think I'm definitely going to call Carr for an over-the-line here. we got to talk about the collapse of China. 
Wow, that's interesting. Is that still this on is the really schedule? Is, is that still happening? This is this yeah. is really happening now. I sent Carr an yep. article. I don't know if you scrolled through that one, but you're more familiar with it than yep. I am. I am I'm America pilled, dude. I think we're making it out of this thing better than anyone else. And that doesn't mean good, but Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. We are yeah. still turbo, uh, dude. We're still the hege- the hegemon. Turbo's still spinning, baby. Yeah. It's yep. going to keep spinning too. Speaking um, of that, before before you I have to interject here since you said turbo. The other main thing that we've been tracking, which we have no time to talk about here, we can do it on and over the line. I have seven airline stories. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I know. I've been collecting them, too. Wow. Yeah, it's getting better. Are we prescient or what? Yeah. We're, we're literally making the news. We're in the superposition. Wow. So we got to talk about that. Um, what else do we got here? My last thought, and this is a question. Would you rather be a pirate, samurai, or cowboy? I was talking to the elf about this, and I want to hear your guys' takes. Mm-hmm. Pirate, samurai, or cowboy? In real life, not just a costume. The elf texted me about this, so I have <laughs> my answer have, prepared. I didn't, know, I, did, I didn't know it was going to be on the <laughs> I'm show. I'm blindsided yeah. by this one. Um well, then I'll take the I'll take the floor. I'll just text you what I texted the elf. She said, "Would you rather be a pirate, samurai, or a cowboy?" IRL, and I texted her back with no delay. I was a pirate for my birthday pretty much every year until I got too old to dress up for my birthday. In parentheses, twenty four, and have been obsessed with pirates my whole life. <laughs> Let's fucking go! Wow. Pause. I'll I'll jump in next. Yep. Give you some time to think about it. I said a samurai. I used the. Uh, I I just considered what I wouldn't want to be. Pirate's life is not for me, dude. I like to be on the sea, but the scurvy and the oh, uh, it'd be brutal, man. It's a bad. It'd be brutal. Life. It's not the life. For the me. thing is, I'm pinned in. I ha- like I have to pick that. You I, there, are there's a no other option. You are a pirate. Yes, I, there's in your there's essence, no other option. I, that's your nature. I have to take have to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, yeah. and a little bit of TLE IRL lore. I was actually at the 300th anniversary of Blackbeard's slaying uh, for a ceremony out on Ocracoke Island. For a ceremony? <laughs> yeah, there's a ceremony. Yeah. Okay, all right. And yeah. I didn't want to be a cowboy because besides Braxton, I don't know any cowboys. It's just a, isn't that just a job? It's just a career. I don't want to have a Yeah, clock in, career. clock out. Yeah, You're I don't want to have a career. You're just a wagey. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to be a samurai. I want to be a landed knight. Is this situated in the appropriate era for these careers? Or is it, it ha- like it tomorrow? It has to be. It has to be the golden age. I think it has age. to be. It's got to yeah. be the golden mm-hmm. age of piracy, the golden age of the samurai, the golden age of the cowboy. Okay, so in that case, cowboy. Easy. Done. Just I, okay, fair. It's still a job, though, mm-hmm. at that time to me. Well, sure. It's kind of just. But if I'm work. a cowboy in the golden era of cowboys, that means I can abandon it two days later and go LARP as a U.S. Marshal for ten months before anyone catches me. That's Lynchings fair. are That's back fair. on the menu, boy. We're headed to Lincoln That's County. Wow. The, the Protestant <laughs> work ethic is that Paz still wants to kind of just have a regular job no matter (laughs) or an accountant (laughs) Paz like accountant I'd make a very good accountant for the record (laughs) 
Um, there we go. Well, that means all three of us have picked different things. So there you is go. Is that good for the show? The trifecta. That is, is good for the show. Diversity is our strength. Okay, you just ruined it. <laughs> all right. It's over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Take us uh, out. All right. Well, uh, I guess with that, uh, until next week, two hands on the wheel. Two hands on the wheel.